This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back at it again, and it is now time for our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline guest, Alden Gonzalez, ESPN. You guys gotten to know Alden a little bit. He's been on our show Quite a few times over the uh, winter, but that's coming to an end. Spring training right around the corner, Alden. And uh, are you ready, man? Is it has it come quick? I, I don't know about you guys, but spring training really, really caught up to me. Um, <laughs> it's about a week away now. I'm wondering where the off season went. Maybe it's because of all the news that we had and how quickly these free agents signed and how crazy December was. But I, I can't believe it, but we're just a little over a week away from spring training. I'm kind of not ready, but, <laughs> but I think I'll get there. <laughs> I think we'll, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm kind of not ready. I'll definitely get there. You, you bring up a good point. This offseason, it felt different than, than many offseasons in, in, in recent history. A lot of activity, a lot of movement. My guess is it has something to do with this fresh new collective bargaining agreement. But... It does set up for some pretty cool storylines going into spring training. What are some of the ones you're looking at? Oh, there are several. I will tell you, um, speaking specifically about spring training, what I'm really going to be interested to see is just how teams are adjusting for all the new rules that we're going to mm. see this season. Yeah. The pitch clock, how pitchers and hitters are adjusting to that. I think, personally, I don't know how you feel, Tony, but I think it's going to be probably an even bigger adjustment for the hitters than it is going to be for the yeah. pitchers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also just how teams are utilizing these shift restrictions. I mean, we kept wondering about uh, whether you're going to see uh, outfielders just sh- sort of shade very differently to just sort of still shift on guys when you can't do it with your infielders. Um, maybe we'll get a glimpse as to how the bigger bases, the pickoff limits are, gonna, are, are going to influence the running game. I'm hoping to see a lot more attempted steals this coming season. So that's, that's the big one to me. Um, but from a transactional standpoint, I'm really going to be interested in the Brian Reynolds situation. Ah, uh, yes. The Pirates have been um, – uh, apparently they've had a really high asking price for Brian Reynolds, as they should, because they could still trade him at the trade deadline, and they'll still get a really good return on him. But he has made it known that he wants to be traded. And I think it's very interesting, too, because you look at the teams that could really use a Brian Reynolds. The Dodgers are certainly one of them. They have a really big hole in center field right now. He'd be perfect for them. Look at the Yankees. They have a big hole in left field. He would be perfect for them, too. Others would certainly be in the mix. I'd be curious about that one. The other one for me, uh, guys, is um, just guys fitting into teams. One of them for me is Jacob deGrom. How does Mm. he look? We know how electric he can be 
when he's right. He's the best pitcher in baseball, I think, when he's right. Is he going to be that for the Texas Rangers? And then the other one hits close to home for you, Tony, and that's Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. How does he look? Where are they playing him? What do teammates have to say about him? What's the vibe around him? How they feel about him? How he's feeling about the whole situation? Um, that's a fa- that's going to be a fascinating storyline, obviously, not just this spring, but moving forward. Yeah, Alden, we are um, looking forward to seeing what Fernando Tatis Jr. does here in San Diego, just because like he's, he's endeared to the city. People love him here in San Diego, and so I think a lot of people are willing to give him a second shot, and same with his teammates, but... Up there in L.A., the Dodgers said that they were unanimously um, – they decided to cut Trevor Bauer from the team. And there's so much baggage there that it's just – in my opinion, it's hard for a team to take a chance on him right now. Do you think he finds a team this season, or do you think he pitches at all this season? I don't know. That's a tough one, and that's – it's a question that basically everybody is wondering right now, including people in front offices, about whether anybody's going to take a chance. Yeah. I will say this. Um, I'm never going to say no. I'm not going to say there's no chance because all it takes, obviously, is just one team to take a chance. And look, I mean, you look around the landscape of this offseason and how expensive free agents were, where those contracts got, how valuable starting pitchers are. And I'm sure as soon as he got released by the Dodgers, as soon as he got DFA, there were a ton of front offices throughout the sport who were wondering about the merits of signing a pitcher who, if he goes back to who he was a year and a half ago, which is obviously not, it's not a sure thing, right. but it's certainly attainable, um, that you could get for the major league minimum. Front offices are so hyper-focused on efficiency these days. That's got to be a tantalizing thought for anybody. But this is, this is the point that I've been making about Trevor Bauer. At the end of the day, signing Trevor Bauer is going to be an ownership-level decision. And you're going to have to sell your fan base on the merit of acquiring somebody who was suspended longer than anybody in the history of the domestic violence policy. And I will tell you throughout the history of the sport, there are very few active players who have been suspended longer than 162 games. But not only are you going to have to do that, you're going to have to overcome that last hurdle with Trevor Bauer, which is that up until this point, or at least up until the point when the Dodgers designated him for assignment. He is somebody who not only faced this suspension, but has had no contrition whatsoever in the wake of that suspension. And I think that ultimately, even though, like I said before, I think front offices talked about it a ton, it's a very big hurdle to clear at the end of the day. To get to that final stage, and he's still not showing any contrition for any of the things that he's been accused of, that's a tough one. Yeah, it, it, that's certainly an ownership decision. And in today's day and age where um, everybody's voice can be heard, uh, that is a tough, tough climb for any team, I think, uh, to get yep. over in terms of that contrition part. Uh, you did kind of lead me to the next biggest question. Uh, it's across the street, really, there from Los Angeles. Uh, the Angels. Now this situation is 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 different because obviously Shohei Ohtani is the prized jewel that everybody's talking about come next off season, uh, maybe even at the deadline. I doubt it, but uh, it, it could be. Uh, but all of a sudden, Artie Moreno has decided not to sell the team. First, yeah. do you think yeah. that helps or hurts the chances of Shohei Ohtani returning as an Angel? You know, I don't know. 
I wish I could answer that question for you because it's a question that a lot of people have, and I don't know okay. because Shohei Otani has rarely sort of let us into just what kind of things he's looking for, uh, the types of things that he values. I will say this. Um, I don't know his relationship with Arnie Moreno. What I do know about Shohei Otani is that he wants to win. He wants to go somewhere where he can be proven to be on a team that's going to consistently win. Under Artie Moreno, at least over these last, basically, the Angels have not won. The Angels have employed Mike Trout. For many of those years, they've employed Mike Trout at a very, very, very reasonable cost. Yeah, yeah. And haven't been able to do any winning around him. They have Shohei Otani for, for the vast majority of his time here. Actually, each of these last five years, they've employed him at a very, very reasonable cost. They haven't been able to do any winning. While they haven't done any winning, they also haven't developed players in their farm system. No. So they've actually gotten nowhere over these last 10-plus years. And I'm sure Shohei Otani looks around. He's a really smart guy, very inquisitive, and wonders what the long-term future of the Angels are. And the, the problem with the Angels has been not that they don't they, – under Artie Moreno's ownership, especially in these last 10 years – they haven't invested enough in infrastructure, in coaches, in their development. And then on the other side of that, if you're not getting guys coming through your pipeline, you have to overspend in free agency if you want to contend. They haven't done that either. They haven't been willing to exceed the luxury tax threshold to do what's needed to, to, pl- to, to plug a ton of holes on their 40-man roster. So I will say, does it help or hurt? I think it's only going to help if Artie Moreno shows bigger commitment in investing in the product, both the players, but also all the infrastructure to make the Angels a winning organization and then sell Shohei Otani on that. Anything short of that, and it's going to hurt their chances. We're talking to Alden Gonzalez from ESPN here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. I saw a funny stat about Mike Trout over the weekend. He's been to more Eagles playoff games than he's played in himself. <laughs> so I, I got to wonder about Mike Trout. He's locked up. I mean, I he, he's he's getting paid a lot of money to be there in uh, with the Angels. But what do you think? When is he ever going to be a guy who's going to try to get out? Because he seems like he's just a team guy. He stays the course. But I got to think... He's only been. He, it hasn't been since 2014 yeah. since he's been in the playoffs. I gotta think he wants to get back there. You know, one of the great things about uh, Mike Trout, and I think it's something that's helped him out in his life, is that he is an eternal optimist. Mm-hmm. And every spring he shows up, and I think he genuinely believes that the Angels can win that year. And I'm sure that he's going to show up this spring, and he is going to believe that the Angels are going to win. He's going to see what they did in the off season signing Tyler Anderson and acquiring Hunter Renfro and Gio Urshela. And I think they, I truthfully think they did a nice job of at least creating more depth in their 40 man roster, which is what they needed to do. They didn't make huge splashes, but they made a lot of moves that gave them, frankly, more major league quality players on their roster. And he's going to believe that they can win. Um, Will he ever be the type of guy to ask out and demand a trade? Everything I've ever heard about him from people around him, indicates that that's just not who he is and that's just not his personality and if he ever did do that one day it honestly would surprise me i think he's happy there i think he's happy living by the beach and playing with a franchise that 
although they're not rebuilding, um, they're still not sort of in the spotlight all the time, and he could just sort of hide a little bit there, um, and then just going back to his home in New Jersey in the offseason. I think he's happy with his life. Would he want, does he want to win? Absolutely. Yeah. Does he want to be in the playoffs? Absolutely. Is it to the point where he's getting, re- where he's getting incre- incredibly frustrated and he wants to go somewhere else and he doesn't want to waste away his career in Anaheim? I don't think that's where we're at. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I, I don't see him being one of those guys that's going to push his way out. He's going to be the greatest point. baseball player to ever play three playoff games. In some ways, he, yep. he reminds me of my father a little bit in terms mm, of interesting. just being loyal and wanting to be in the place that, that he's at. i got to ask point. you uh, w- one last Padre question before we get out of here. I know um, early in the offseason you wrote about the Padres. I, I would call it a good problem to have with uh, Soto coming up on free agency and uh, yeah. Manny being having the ability to opt out. It seems to me that, that out of all of the Boris clients – Soto seems to play things pretty close to the vest. Like he doesn't really, he doesn't really lead any which way. How, how likely? How? What are the percentages? Do you think uh, Soto can can stay here in San Diego? You know, if I had to, more of a guess at this point. Yeah. But if I had to pick one player among their superstar players. To not be, and Padres fans are going to hate me for this, but <laughs> one, one superstar player to not be there three years from now. We're talking about, obviously, Xander Bogart's not going anywhere. He just signed an 11-year contract. Um, but between Xander, between Manny Machado, who, as you said, can opt out of his contract, and Fernando Tessis Jr., who, hey, you know what? Maybe he could be traded. You know, we, we talked about them before. Um, and Juan Soto. I would think Juan Soto is the least likely to stay. Mm. Now, obviously, it's totally possible that all four of them are there. I'm not trying to eliminate that possibility. But I think Juan Soto, being as young as he is and on the trajectory that he's on, and look, he had a down year last year. He still had a really, really good year, especially yeah. relative to his age. Yeah, yeah. Um, we forget that. We forget how young he is. The type of money that he can command Two years from now, and I think, obviously, who his agent is, I think Scott Boris sees him as another client who could redefine mm. um, free agency. Um, that's the guy that I think, at the very least, will test free agency. I mean, look look at the contract he turned down with the Washington Nationals. Was it 450 right? This is a man, yeah, this is a man who knows his worth and who who's incredibly confident. Yes, he is. And... I don't think he's going to settle for anything that's not a gargantuan contract. Especially, I mean, I know you're not wondering this, but especially not now when he's coming off a relatively down year. um, He's going to play this out. I think, speaking right now, I think he becomes a free agent. Now, the Padres might sign him as a free agent, but I think he at least tests the market. Yeah, good problems to have, nonetheless. The fact that you got a guy like that locked up for two years. Yeah, good exciting times here in San Diego. Alden. As always, man, I appreciate you coming on and and spending some time with us. No problem, guys. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 